The topics we will be covering are India goes all in on boycott China, 5G is accelerating factory automation that could add trillions of dollars to the global economy, Major League Soccer to join other leagues in allowing private equity financing, and NBA players can opt out of finishing the season at Disney World, but it could cost them some of their salary. And Direxion launches three buy-and-hold ETFs for long-term investors with one focused on high growth. Blame it on the pandemic and the border dispute in the Himalayan regional territory of Latka, but the result is the same. Some Indian businesses are boycotting China. Earlier this month, over 50 Chinese apps were banned, including popular consumer apps like WeChat, TikTok, and Baidu Maps. India is in dispute with China, and now many small business owners and even the government are working to turn away from Made in China. The government is now asking Indian e-commerce companies like Flipkart and Amazon India to label country of origin for all products sold on its websites. India is setting itself up to be a testing lab for what the U.S. might do if China relations continue to worsen. This will especially be true if Trump gets re-elected and doubly so if the new SARS C-word makes a comeback in the winter and hospitals are overrun in key cities, like New York, once again. The attitude towards China will harden in that case. Indeed, it already has in India. Companies like Flipkart said the measure should be introduced in a phased manner with the involvement of manufacturers and sellers in the process, the Economic Times reported today. Like here in the U.S., there is no requirement to display country of origin on non-packaged goods. India's Department for Promotion of Industry and Internal Trade is scheduled to discuss the new legal provisions with the dozens of online retailers and the Consumer Affairs Ministry in the days ahead. No decision was taken yet, an anonymous government official told the ET. It was only a consultation and follow-up of the previous meeting. A deadline will be decided later. Online retailers said they preferred a phased-in approach and said they will try to get manufacturers on board to help comply with the government's new labeling requirements, all in effort to highlight what's from China, in hopes to get some to buy something else. Imagine a manufacturing plant in which all the production equipment is continually changing in response to market needs. Robots turning out widgets, for instance, would reconfigure themselves based on data coming in from all points of the widget supply chain, as well as sensors monitoring the factor itself. The result is a smart factory that is more agile and autonomous than previous generations of automation. Also known as Industry 4.0, the smart factory runs on data and artificial intelligence, but connectivity forms the backbone of operations. The new fifth generation of mobile networks, 5G, is a catalyst for this new industrial revolution because it offers much greater speed and bandwidth than previous networks, as well as low latency or time required for data to travel between two points. 5G will work with and in some cases replace existing fixed wired connections, making manufacturing more flexible and ready to implement innovations. 5G could replace wired Ethernet 
as well as Wi-Fi and 4G LTE networks that connect devices and factories. But one 5G supplier is starting with the basics, powering mobile devices and robots. At a new factory in Louisville, Texas, Swedish telecom Ericsson has been turning out 5G infrastructure equipment with the aid of a 5G network in the plant itself. Ericsson, which is supplying 5G equipment to telecoms in the U.S. such as AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, and T-Mobile, has forecast 190 million 5G subscribers by the end of 2020 and 2.8 billion by the end of 2025. Earlier this year, the first millimeter wave street macro-based stations were assembled at the factory. Though the plant is still in partial production, staff are using 5G connectivity to boost production efficiency. For instance, workers are using the 5G network to get augmented reality support from remote experts by sharing video and annotated notes. The network will also be used to guide automated guided vehicles, AGVs, and drones around the facility. Our fast and secure 5G connectivity enables the smart factory with agile operations and flexible production, utilizing industrial solutions such as automated warehouses, automated assembly, packing, product handling, and autonomous carts, says Eric Simonson, head of the Ericsson USA 5G Smart Factory. The palette of what can be put in action to support business will be endless using 5G, a more efficient production through technology and automation with full throughput and zero downtime. Those kinds of benefits should propel the growth of smart factories. The Ericsson USA 5G smart factory is part of a new wave of manufacturing plants, including Stanley, Black, and Decker's Manufactory in Hartford, Connecticut, that has the potential to add between $1.5 trillion to $2.2 trillion to the global economy annually by 2023. According to a Cap. Gemini Research Institute report issued last year, connectivity, intelligent automation, and cloud-scale data management and analytics are key technologies, according to the report. It describes 5G as a key enabler of smart factory initiatives as its feature would provide manufacturers the opportunity to introduce or enhance a variety of real-time and highly reliable applications. 5G is also unique in that it offers network slicing, allowing the physical spectrum to be split and to be allocated to specific applications. When it comes to smart factory adoption, China, Germany, and Japan lead the way with South Korea, the U.S., and France falling on behind according to Capgemini. It's unclear how many factories in the U.S. are now smart, but based on an international survey of nine 112 manufacturers, Capgemini estimates 28% were made smart from 2017 to 2018, just below the global average of 30%. News about 5G has been dominated by Washington's battle with the Huawei Technologies, one of the world's largest smartphone makers, over the influence of the Chinese military. The geopolitical pressure facing Hawaii presents a chance for small players to get a bigger slice of the market and influence how 5G will be used. Japanese IT company NEC, for instance, has a tiny share of the network equipment market, which is dominated by Chinese and European suppliers. With a fresh $598 million 5G alliance 
with Nippon Telegraph and Telephone, NTT. However, it has lofty visions of what the technology can do for manufacturing. In a promo video looking at the synergies between 5G and artificial intelligence, it imagines a factory in 2030 with a flexible production line that uses two armed industrial robots and autonomous carts to turn out products. The conceptual plant would have humans remotely controlling international operations through 5G networks, besides the reductions already agreed upon when the season was originally suspended. Players had until t- June 24th to alert their teams whether or not they were choosing to play. Currently, those who chose to play are arriving on campus where they'll self-isolate in their hotel rooms until they receive two negative C-word PCR tests at least 24 hours apart. If they test negatively, players will then participate in team training camps and scrimmages until games start on July 30th. And Direxion is doubling down on buy and hold bets. The firm launched three new exchange-traded funds in early June meant for long-term investors. The Direxion High Growth ETF, HIPR, and the Direxion Dynamic Hedge ETF, DYHG, and the Direxion Fallen Knives ETF, which is NIFE. For David Mazza, head of product at Direxion, What HIPR is really about is how do I find those high-growth companies, those hyper-growth companies that have the potential for sustained growth going forward. While that may sound generic, HIPR, which tracks the Russell 1000 Hyper-Growth Index and has an expense ratio of 0.40%, fine-tunes its holdings to find the best of the best, Mazatoch CNBC's ETF Edge this week. It's very easy just to take a screen of what companies have had the highest sales growth or earnings growth in the past, Mazza said. What What we do for this particular fund is we combine a screen of companies that have grown sales in the past, have high expected earnings growth, but also maybe most importantly, high expected cash flow growth, he said. We also look at a company's balance sheet to ensure that they're not over leveraging or taking on significant debts to pay for that growth. And then lastly, taking a look at stocks that have had positive momentum. HIPR is heavily weighted towards information technology stocks, which make up roughly 45% of the portfolio. As of Thursday, the ETF's top 10 holdings were basically all the top 10 major tech companies. Basically, they had NVIDIA, they had Apple, they had Amazon. They did not have Tesla, which I, which from what I saw was interesting. I didn't see Tesla anywhere, but it's it's interesting. Our research shows that this combination, so top line and bottom line growth, momentum and high quality, leads you to a universe of stocks that have shown great growth in the past, but really have that potential for growth going forward, Mazda said. You're going to see names in here that you know. Your Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, but also you're going to see names that you might not be as familiar with. He said, pointing to Vertex Pharmaceuticals, heavy weighting in the fund. In the fund. Where HIPR focuses more on potential upside, DYHG, the, the Dynamic Hedge ETF, uses analysts, analysis from Salt Financial to attempt to mitigate downside risk According to Direxion's press release, 
for the three funds. Knife, N-I-F-E, the following Knives ETF, uses a buy low, sell high strategy to bid on stocks that have, been, that have seen sharp declines but have the P since they begin trading on June 11th. HIPR is up nearly 8%. Knife has gained over 10%, and DYHG has lagged by less than half of 1%. ETF Trends and ETF Database CEO Tom Lydon said Wall Street seems to be embracing these kinds of strategies. Conventional indexes have done fine, but we're going to probably be in a period of time where certain factors are going to be challenged, certain sectors are going to be challenged, Lydon said in the same ETF Edge interview. What we're finding in interviewing and surveying advisors all the time is they're moving and shifting a little bit away from low-cost, pure beta strategies, and they don't mind paying up a little bit more for more intelligent strategies. And folks like Direxion and many other companies are rolling out more of these intelligent strategies, he said. And of course, the sources will be in the description. You could get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood. You can learn the four steps to make money online below, where all you need is a phone, computer, and a PowerPoint presentation. You could automate your investing with Acorns, where they round up your everyday purchases. And basically, you could put it straight into index funds. You could create the best landing pages and sales funnels using ClickFunnels to either sell a digital product or collect people's emails so that you can sell something to them later on. And you can become a master of your money by going to Fortinbox.com. Feel free to watch more episodes about money and related content, money news. You could DM us new articles on Instagram at Fortinbox. And for those of you who actually like the podcast, like just the pure audio version, if you want to support the podcast, there will be a link down below where you could actually directly support just the pure podcast because I discovered that you could actually do that and that's pretty cool. So it'd be kind of cool to see if people actually care enough to support the podcast in the future, which would be pretty interesting to see. So see you in future episodes. Thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and feel free to hit the like button, leave a comment as well, or a review, and we'll get back to you probably tomorrow. Taking advantage of their high speeds and low latency. NEC believes that the 5G technologies bring a wide range of benefits to the manufacturing industry, such as automated manufacturing improved productivity, as well as efficient and cost-effective operations, and NEC NEC spokesman says, in terms of the handling of materials and logistics, for example, greater automation from 5G enables parts to be delivered in a more timely manner, thereby improving the efficiency of manufacturing as well as enabling completed products to be collected and delivered more effectively. Japan has excelled in factory automation with suppliers like Yaskawa Electric and Fanuk garnering large shares of the industrial robot market and communication equipment makers such as Mitsubishi Electric, which has been experimenting with 5G networks powering human-machine interfaces and programmable controllers in a factory setting. Because this is wireless, production lines can be rearranged as needed, says Mitsubishi spokesman Sebastian Parapelix. As a result, the area's that can be automated with AGVs and robots will increase, 
making it possible to improve work efficiency and reduce costs. Analyzing the data from all this can benefit users, whether they're in manufacturing, logistics, or retail. In combination with LOT, edge computing, and AI, 5G could allow smart factories to produce customized products quickly and affordably, according to analysts at Gartner, which predicted last year that 5G wireless network infrastructure revenue worldwide will reach $4.2 billion in 2020. In the future, we might be able to create what we want in smart factories and receive it in a short time as we do purchase mass-produced products at online malls like Amazon. Senior Research Directors Kasai Takashi and Alexander Hope said in an email, For the customer experience, products will become unique, customized, and enriched with services. Logistics will also benefit from 5G networks, improved digitization, I can't even say that, digitization, coverage, and tracking will accelerate distribution, according to DHL International, which sees 5G boosting warehouse applications like smart glass guided picking with 5G's greater capacity for smart devices. LOT trackers in the logistics chain will allow buyers to monitor their their goods in real time, while 5G networks will communicate with autonomous trucks so they can react quickly to changing traffic conditions. Other logistic companies have even more futuristic ideas. With the advantage of 5G and holograms, consumers will be able to use virtual dressing rooms to try on and purchase perfectly fitted clothes like a dress, a bathing suit, a pair of trousers, or a suit jacket where the financial environmental costs of associated return items throughout the supply chain will be eliminated. Koji Hama, president of Yamato Transport USA, a unit of Japan's Yamato Holdings, said in a recent blog post. 5G has been rolling out in many cities across the U.S. with the Federal Communications Commission easing deployment rules and Verizon even moving ahead of schedule. The technology, however, has met headwinds from the C-word pandemic, including launch delays in some markets and conspiracy theories. Takahashi and Hope also cautioned that 5G remains immature and lacks the K-word applications. Another aspect might be convincing manufacturers to invest in 5G now while there are currently not many uses, use cases for which 5G is a must-have, they say. Investing in 5G and retro- retrofitting obsolete equipment and infrastructure without any short-term business value is a real challenge. Communication service providers must work closely together with systems integrators and IT service providers in order to build a strong 5G value proposition. And in a move praised by sports investors, Major League Soccer, MLS, will allow private equity financing to increase league capital that is suffering from the economic fallout of the C-word, MLS Commissioner Don Garber told CNBC. Garber, who appeared on Closing Bell Friday, announced the move saying the league is pretty close to finalizing something that will allow private equity financing that could come into investing with our local teams, he said. Allowing private equity financing could help unload some of the burden facing MLS owners suffering losses with no spectators planned to attend games this season. Garber admitted not having day of game revenues have been really impactful for us, adding that MLS could suffer a $1 billion loss due to the C-word. Jared Barty, co-chair of O'Melveny's 
Sports Industry Group, said the drop in revenues is problematic because MLS clubs have a debt from their venues that they need to service, among other costs. There is a rental fee. There is debt service. There is the sponsorship and partner fulfillment. Barty told CNBC, game day revenues are necessary to offset those costs. When there is declining revenue, those costs don't go away; they are still there. Though most MLS clubs are struggling financially, owners also gain revenue through Soccer United marketing, which oversees all the commercial rights to the MLS. Some control sponsorship, broadcasting, digital, and consumer product rights of the of the entities, and handles the promotion of the Mexican Football Federation contest and con. CACAF's Gold Cup games in the U.S. We'll get through this to Garber, but it has held challenges for sure. The private equity option will also allow MLS limited partners like Brooklyn Nets star Kevin Durant and Houston Rockets star James Harden to have more buyers if they decide to sell their stakes in the future. Garber said MLS has been reluctant to allow private equity ownership in the past, as the league wanted to. Know who your owners are, so that you understand how long they are for their vision for participating in the league. With franchise values skyrocketing, the National Basketball Association and Major League Baseball created investment funds to lure minority buyers. New York firm Dow Capital Partners will handle the NBA's fund. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred told CNBC last December. He expects the MLB's investment fund to be up and running this year. It creates new opportunities for people who want to invest in sports, and maybe not in a purely financial way. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver told Sports Pro Media, "Part of it is the amenities and the cachet and the desire to be directly involved with these leagues." The MLS resumed its season Wednesday with its MLS's back tournament after suspending operations to the. Due to the pandemic on March twelfth, and the NBA is set to resume the twenty nineteen to twenty twenty season at Walt Disney Road in Orlando, Florida, at the end of July. The league has been suspended since March eleventh due to the C-word pandemic, and of the thirty teams in the NBA, twenty two were selected to finish out this season. The top sixteen teams in the Eastern and Western conferences, plus six more teams. Within six games of eighth place in the two conferences, each team will play eight regular season games at three gyms within the Disney World bubble to determine who advances to the playoffs, which will begin on August seventeenth. Players on the twenty-two teams invited aren't required to finish out the season. It is critical that every player understands that he has the right to choose not to return to play. The National Basketball Players Association (NBPA) writes in a health and safety memo sent to players in June: "Those who choose to opt out, either because of safety concerns or reluctance to return to work due to family reasons or social issues related to the Black Lives Matter movement, will not be disciplined." Reads the memo, which was obtained by the Athletic. They will get a pay cut, though, to respect the decision of those who do return to play. It has been agreed that any player who chooses not to participate will have his compensation reduced by one out of well, basically one divided by ninety-two point six for each game missed up to a cap of fourteen games, even if his team plays more than fourteen games in Orlando. The memo says 
The salary reduction does not apply for players who are either excused or protected, though. Excused players are those who have a higher risk for severe illness from the C-word as determined by a panel of three medical experts. Protected players are those whose team thinks that are at a higher risk for severe illness from the C-word. If their team doesn't think they're higher risk, the player could still be excused by medical experts and not have his salary reduced. Since not all 22 teams will make the playoffs, 16 teams will advance, some teams will only play the eight regular season games. That means the players on those teams could see smaller salary reductions. If they miss all eight games, their salary will be reduced by 8.6%. If a player on a team that makes the playoffs and plays 14 or more games misses 14 of them, 14 of them, they'll see a 15.1% salary reduction. As for the players whose teams didn't make the 22-team cut in the first place, their salaries won't be affected.